Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Stephen Wright. He's the owner of Healthy Gut. And boy, are we going to be geeking out today because the two of us both have some issues with anxiety. And he has a new product that he let me test out, and it's a combination of capsules and cream that help in the moment when you just can't stop those looping thoughts. So if that sounds familiar, this podcast is for you. So let's get into the podcast. Hey, Health Junkies, I've got Stephen Wright on again. And as always, we are bound to have a great conversation. And today I'm really excited because Stephen gifted me some Be Serene products, his like new brain child um, acquisition, I guess we could probably call it that. And I'm uh, as an anxiety sufferer and, you know, just all things hyper nervous person, this these products have been really great. So we're going to talk about them today. So Stephen, welcome to the Health Fix podcast. Thanks, Janine. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to talk about this uh, this new area. Man, we always learn good stuff from you, so it's it's always a pleasure to have you on. But in this case, I'm like really, I mean, as if healthy gut wasn't like the best thing, you know, for digestive systems. Now I'm like, all right, you bought the, you bought the company that that was sourcing the products and everything, you know, the these be serene products, and now like I'm going, all right this stuff actually works. So before we got on, I was kind of saying this phenomenon. And I think a lot of people have probably the same phenomenon is like, you take a supplement and you're like, I think I feel better. I'm not really sure. Do I? I don't know. But with B Serene, I was like, I'm not flipping out on things that I normally do. So I'm guessing that you found the same thing when you tried the product before you bought the company. Yeah, yeah, that's that's essentially how this happened was um, I was friends with uh, the original formulator and one of the original founders, Dr. Morgan Camp, who's a who's an MD who had really bad uh, social anxiety and things like that. And we've been friends for over 10 years and he launched the company and I was just, you know, in his network. He sent me some product to test as, you know, some people do. And um, I noticed something, but uh, I didn't notice a ton, but my mom has you know, generalized anxiety disorder. She's never been, you know, she's never actually gone to a psychiatrist to get that diagnosis, but I can safely tell you that she meets <laughs> all the criteria. Um, and she, I give it to her and I was like, Hey, just, you know, try taking this. Cause she's a, a middle school librarian. And when uh, the pandemic kicked off, her anxiety just went, you know, crazy. And so um, they're trying to force her back to school and, and dealing with the kids and, and everybody's, uh, nervous system just kind of got really checked up over the last three years. So I gave it to her and she started taking like four a day and became like a different person, like totally <laughs> capable of coping with life. And that, that was like the huge insight for me at the time that like, okay, the, the, the oral delivery of these herbs and the mixture of these herbs is different than any other um, adaptogenic blend that I've tested on myself as well as other people. And there's something here. And then when they came out with the instant relief cream, which is my fave, that totally revolution revolutionized <laughs> my like anxious thinking and, and sleep issues. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's inch. It is a different combo because you know, I'm used to, we're used to like the typical ashwagandha, shisandra berry, maybe some oat straw, maybe some lemon balm. None of that's in here. And in fact, Shadavari or, or the asparagus rice mosa was one of the main ingredients. And I was like, interesting. I never thought of that as an, a calming agent ever. Did you think that when you first saw that? You're like, hmm, interesting. No, no, I didn't. And, it, and and this is not like my, you know, herbalism is not my forte per se. And the actual like formulator with Dr. Camp is a, is a, a master herbalist who refuses to wear shoes and practices out in California. He won't even wear <laughs> shoes in his own office. And he literally can like taste the, the herbs and the, the various extracts and tell you, um, you know, oh, this has a little bit too high of some alkaloid in the holy basil or something. So we should reduce it down. So he oh was really the guy who has developed the the ratio of the herbs to each other and and really 
put together the formula. And then when I started to actually read the research on them, because that's more of where I come from, it is from, you know, what's published and what can we, what can we make of this um, from a scientific standpoint? I was like, wow, these, I've never heard of these herbs and they're, they're really cool. They can do some cool properties that I don't see a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Malungu, I mean, I've actually never had that ever, ever. Had you ever had it before trying this? No, no. We believe that Malungu is this sort of iteration and their company had been around for two years and they um, decided they wanted to move on to other things, which is why we ended up acquiring the product line and then kind of reformulating it a little bit to meet healthy gut standards. But Malungu was the reason for this. So the, the story is basically, you know, Dr. Camp goes down to the Brazil, he goes down to the rainforest, he's thinking he's going to do some you know, ayahuasca or some psychedelics <laughs> wants to get healing for this anxiety. And the, the shamans are like, no, 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 not, you don't even get that. You're going to drink this Malungu tea. <laughs> uh, and so they gave him, you know, this, um, this course of, of Malungu tea and it totally helped him and totally changed his relationship to being out in the, in the world with, in, in the public. And so he really wanted to Westernize Malungu because it really has, as far as we're aware, never been, brought out of uh, Brazil and Peru into the Western world. And so this is, there There are a few studies uh, comparing Malungu to some prescription uh, anti-anxiety um, products during well, third molar extraction. So basically, Whoa. you know, before you get your your uh, wisdom teeth pulled, they, they give like, you know, one group of people Malungu and they give the other group of people like a prescription uh, anti-anxiety pill. And then they they monitored what happened. And the Malungu performed as well as the, the prescription for the majority of people. And it had less side effects, even though it didn't necessarily like kick the prescription products butt or anything like that. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I get it, right? If anyone who's listening to this has ever taken a Xanax or, you know, it, you know, or a Valium. I mean, it calms you down. There's no doubt about it. But then there's kind of that like after effect where you feel kind of hungover in a trance or something. Whereas this, I I could function and I could focus and there wasn't that like spaced cadet component to it is what I found. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% true. I mean, um, but that's my experience as well. Like, I mean, if you need to get, you know, if you're way outside your zone of tolerance, like life has been too much for you, whatever's happening and like something bad could happen if you don't get back in that zone of tolerance, nothing beats, you know, like you said, a Xanax or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But we have a lot of data showing that long-term usage of that, even, you know, habitual usage on a monthly basis um, for for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, you're going to be building some uh, pathways the wrong way that are going to bite you in the butt later. Like you're, mm -hmm. there's going to be side effects literally. I mean, that's, and that's relation to how powerful it is. Whereas the goal with uh, the B serene daily formula and the goal with using Malungu and some of these adaptogenic herbs that have not been quite, I think uh, talked about enough is they are just that they are adaptogenic. They are more natural. So they have less of the, the side effect profile. And of course, yes, they're not quite as strong in the moment as a prescription. Otherwise they'd be a prescription themselves. But the goal, in my opinion, I'll, I'll be very curious to hear what you think of this is to basically build up um, tolerance or tonify the parasympathetic nervous system over months of usage. So your, your goal mm -hmm. is to use them to build your sort of muscles in your parasympathetic nervous system to deal with, you know, life, whatever, whatever is stressing you out. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's kind of how I see it as well. And, and I actually took it to another level with taking this. I, I had started tapping a couple months ago, like the whole EFT thing. And I was like, Hey, I wonder, wonder if these things with the, the tapping, how that's going to go. And I found it to be like, okay, I can calm myself down. I can tap. I can say what I need to say, get it out of the system. And then like, it seems that I'm building kind of like that, that foundation of, of calm or parasympathetic, you know, guys that are listening, that's your calming nervous system um, aspect of, of the nervous system. And yeah, I, I think it is a tonifying effect. And then of course, you know, I had to take it to another level and try to 
add something in since I like to do those things. <laughs> For sure. Well, I mean, you're 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 essentially building better coping habits, which I think is hopefully the the message that we get out there today is like, look, we're all coping. Like when mm-hmm. I reach for a glass of wine or whiskey, when I reach for some dark chocolate uh, due to a long day or a stressful day or something's gone wrong, um, that's that's coping. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, exercising or tapping or meditation or using adaptogenic herbs is coping. And so the question is not, are you coping? The question is, you know, what is your toolkit when you're coping? Mm-hmm. And is it really like making you stronger over time or is it depleting you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, that's so well said. Cause yeah, I, I definitely, this whole theme this week on, on my Instagram is your toolkit, like building your toolkit so that you have more resilience to, to this kind of stuff. And I agree. I agree. Having this as a, instead of like a crutch, it's a, okay, what's my go-to and what can I do to build over time? I love that. I love that. And and this kind of leads in to, to looking at, okay, say pills aren't for everyone. And, and like you had mentioned before, these, the pills were like, mm, I don't really notice anything. But when you tried the cream version of this, then that topical, you were like, yes, this can help me build. So let's switch and, and talk about that because I think for a lot of people, they'll be like, yeah, I don't want to take pills. So guess this doesn't work for me. But the fact that you have another option is even better for this. So tell us, tell us about the difference between what's in the pills versus the cream. Yeah. So the only, the only, they're, they're built to be used together and the, the daily or the oral is supposed to be used on a daily basis to build up your strength, build up your, you know, reserve to life and and what's happening now. Like if it's been a really hard day, like yesterday was kind of a hard day for me. I took two extra ones before bed because I was like, please, let's go to bed tonight. And I don't want to think about this anymore. <laughs> um, but in general, the cream is for those times where you're way out of your zone of tolerance. Like you can't get your looping thoughts to shut down, which is a, a common thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you're like just crazy angry or, you know, maybe having a hard time catching your breath, almost on the verge of a panic attack or something like that. Like your anxiety is just reaching a really, really high level. So when you're in those states where you're just way outside of your comfort zone of your zone of tolerance, that's where the cream was built to be a much faster acting um, solution. And the only overlap between the two is the Malungu herb, which is kind of like, like I said, the, the really, I mean, the other ones are cool and they all have some really cool things that they do, but the Malungu is the one that's really hyper-focused on that sort of anxiety pathways. Um, and I think the reason why the cream ends up being so powerful is it's, um, it ends up, you get, you end up getting a pretty solid dose of GABA, mm-hmm. which GABA is, typically what we're all lacking when we can't calm down it's 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 a lot of the breaks and the slowdown and the the just making everything easier in life and my hypothesis at this point is that um those of us who have digestive issues those of us who have like chronic health conditions orally getting GABA into our body is, is like almost impossible. At least that's been my experience both clinically as Mm -hmm. well as personally is that there's really cool formulations out there and they can, they can tell me all the marketing and they can tell me all the studies. But like when I take them, I don't feel that calming effect. And then, um, I think that it's getting destroyed either by the gut and, and used by the, uh, uh, cells or the bugs in there are eating it up. But when you do it topically, you're actually getting it right through into the central nervous system and you're, and you're actually getting some of that GABA in there to relax. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found the same thing with GABA internally or like orally. No, but yeah, I, I agree with you that it's definitely the delivery process that you've got going on here with the B serene cream. It's working because Yes, we do deplete that GABA when when we head into that looping and can't get out of that looping component. Now, let's talk a little bit about the cream because I had said to you before we got on the recording, you know, I saw there's some accolades in it. Some folks, I'm sure, as we had talked about, kind of hit you up to ask, you know, about the different things in it. 
let's talk about how do we get the GABA in? Because GABA historically is a hard one to get into the system, whether it's gut or even cream. We have to have a good delivery mechanism. Yeah, yeah. So again, just just so we're clear here, like I have anxiety and I have uh, sleep related issues regarding um, I can do everything right. I can black out the curtains. I have the best earplug. I like they're not even the most expensive earplugs. I've just tried like so many brands and found the ones for <laughs> me. I can do everything right. And then when I close my eyes, like my brain is just popping off, you know, this formulation, that formulation, this, this, you know, inventory problem, nuclear war. I don't know. Like it's just, <laughs> and I don't even know where it's coming from. I'm like who I'm so tired right now, please just go to bed. And my mind just won't let go. <laughs> and so this cream was the way to get me through some of the most stressful days during the pandemic. It's a lot less of an issue now, but it's still an issue sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's my, it's my thing when I can't, when my meditation practice doesn't work, when my breathing breath work can't get my mind under control, this, you know, is, is my way into controlling my brain and, and letting go and, and falling away to sleep and relaxing. And so when, when I acquired the, the product line, I was like, okay, well, we got to make this healthy gut standards. We're going to have to make this stronger. We're going to have to make this better. Um, we definitely need to strip out some of these ingredients on the label and make it, you know, better. Um, we can't have California poppy in there. That's, you know, that's just no good. Um, and then, and then I realized <laughs> that California poppy and the opiate poppy aren't even the same class of, of herb. Like they're not even the same flower. They're not in the same lineage. And I was like, oh, those are totally different. And California <laughs> poppy has awesome research actually on, uh, on anti-anxiety as well as uh, pain relief. And I was like, okay, cool. California poppy can stay. That's pretty cool. And then it came down to these, like you said, these additives in the cream base. And um, I'm, I'm new to, to topical formulations. And so I know I'm going to get better and that this product's going to get better in the coming years. Um, but after running everything through the environmental working group website, nothing scored above a two on the, the sort of like scale of one to 10, 10 being like, really do not, you know, don't eat that, <laughs> don't touch it, stay the heck away from it. And one being like, we don't really have any data that this is an issue at all. Everything was like a one, two. And so um, I, I felt very comfortable going to market with it and putting it on my own body, recommending it to my family and to the community. And, you know, the issue that I found in trying other topical formulas is this, and this is true, I think for my wife, Shay, as well, is like, we always want to go as non-toxic as possible, but it seems like a lot of times the most non-toxic stuff never does the job. Like the non-toxic makeup mm -hmm doesn't work or it makes you break out the non-toxic delivery mechanism for, for things like this, it can be like really greasy and never really go through the skin. Um, yeah. and so to me, this is the best trade-off of actually making a product that can get through the skin. It doesn't leave you with like this really greasy residue that you're kind of sniffing and smelling and touching the rest of the day. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, that's kind of where we're at, but I, I, I welcome all your questions and, and let's keep talking about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, I have when I owned a spa back in the day in, in Tacoma, um, I was part owner and we definitely had we got to try a lot of different like quote all natural products. And I say quote because depended on what we were looking at. And yeah, I, I would have something that was so sticky. And like later on in the day, I'd have all these fuzzies stuck to my arm. I'm like, yeah, I can't live like that. Um not gonna happen. But the the other side of it is, you know. A lot of folks don't understand that certain molecules have certain Daltons, so meaning like their size. And for absorbability across the, the skin lining, we actually need certain things. And one of the big things that I had when I had looked at the ingredients, I was like, oh, acrylates. Acrylates are used commonly in, in different things in the skin industry. And I was like, oh man, I don't, you know, from what I'd heard, that wasn't the greatest thing to have. But at the same time, I'm also one of those people that's like, well, some of these things we're getting a little too nitpicky on and, and sacrificing a little bit of, I would say, like, like you said, efficacy for being really, really 
nitpicky because a lot of people will will look at you know anything that shows up on the list of of toxicity and be like, well, nope, not using that product, but then wonder why their all natural product isn't getting them results. So really the biggest one that that I kind of looked at was the acrylates. And I'd love to hear, um, I'd really love you to like give folks a little bit of spin off on on that and and why there's the certain ingredients that there are in in the product. Yeah, so the 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 polyacrylate is um, one of the ones that that can score the two potentially on the EWG group. So you're totally right, and I'm sure there's going to be people that will like won't even touch this product maybe because it's in there, and um, you know it sucks. I think in many ways, um, yeah. But polyacrylate is needed to, because it it's a really amazing, like you said, base uh, that basically it kind of suspends the, mm-hmm. the various herbs and the various like GABA and L-theanine in the product it thickens and suspends it. And then it's very good at crossing the, the skin barrier. And so um, it's, it's hard to replicate. Um, again, I'm open to options. If people have other options, they want to, you know, email me sport healthy gut with, with other options. I'm happy to, to do some testing, but my, my point of view at healthy gut and my point of view on life is always it's got to get amazing results and then we want to lower risk afterwards. But if it doesn't get results and no one's ever going to use it again, and we're just another company saying that, Hey, these herbs are cool. But you know, I, I have the same experience with like rhodiola and ashwagandha where I take like 500, a thousand milligrams. And I'm like, do something, do something <laughs> doesn't do anything. And so um, at this point in time, we believe the polyacrylate is needed to, to pass it through the skin lining um, mm-hmm. to be a base to suspend these herbs in, um, and, uh, you know, open to that changing, um, as well. And like, there's, there's another one in there, polysorbate 20, yes. um, people take, that's the other one that people take a lot of issue with. And that one's really good at making sure nothing nasty lives in your cream. It's like really good at, you know, no yeast, no, no mold, no bacteria, no, nothing like that. And so, um, again, a lot of research has been done actually on polysorbate 20, um, and it doesn't seem that damaging. Um, but I understand that people, you know, have some issues with it. So we'll be looking into that in the future, seeing if we can get rid of it. The new formulation, um, that will be coming out here soon is all alcohol extracts, which allowed us to use less of the preservatives. Um, the issue with the issue with these awesome herbs is if we lock them in a capsule and then we lock them in a bottle with like oxygen res- uh, remover and all these things, um, like they're pretty much away from, they're a dry, they're, they don't have moisture on them. They're dried. They're in a pill. Like they're not going to grow anything, right? There's no like possibility of growth really inside of a pill capsule. But as soon as you put them in a cream with, with moisture and liquid, you're literally just setting up the conditions to grow life of all types. And so you have to layer in these various um, antifungals, antibacterials, anti-mold products to keep things good and, you know, and not end up hurting anybody. I think that's a great description for folks to kind of understand why these things are, are there because yeah, I don't want to put anything with a bunch of fungal or bacterial agents back on my skin um, when my skin already has, I mean, and, and hopefully my skin's strong enough to be able to handle things. But at the same time, I mean, we don't, we want a clean product. And, and I think when we think about clean, we also have to think about not just clean chemically, but we also want to think about clean and microbially because let's face it, humans have a lot of different issues with bugs as it is. And, and definitely I want to kind of segue into the gut access here in a little bit, but before we get there, I think it's a valid point to really talk about pros and cons when it comes to the different stabilizers and the different, um, I guess you could say stability or, or antimicrobial agents in, in products. And I think we should probably talk about the difference between having like an actual anti, um, like triclosan or something, um, versus, versus what's in here it it's not it's not the same in terms of an antibacterial of that state it's more of a static would you say that Stephen? it's more of like a static it keeps things static so they can't reproduce anything versus 
triclosan where we're killing actually killing things yeah yeah not necessarily not necessarily the same <laughs> use case and in fact if you try to use something like I don't know, super high concentrations of polysorbate 20 or something, maybe that's where you'd run into issues because that's not what it's used for. Um, right. Like you said, it's 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 basically to preserve the current environment. And it, mm-hmm. it basically restricts all different types of like, say, oxygen and water and things like this, such that the growth of nasty, creepy, crawly type things is much harder. Not that it's actually like an active killing um substance that we would apply should you have like something you'd want to kill on your skin absolutely absolutely so i just wanted to clarify that so that folks didn't think it was that kind of route there so let's talk about the cream as a whole because it i felt like in minutes i was calmer how like did you feel the same when like when you first tried it it like took over like fast yeah yeah it was it was also minutes for me too on on the website we say like you know, plan for seven to 10 minutes. Most people feel it faster than that. Um, you can, you can feel it the fastest if you put it, like you said, behind your ears or on your temples. Um, I normally, I normally put it on my wrists and then just dab a little bit on my temples. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're avoiding the gut and you're avoiding, (laughs) you know, you're avoiding all those, those, you know, the, all the stuff we talked about in other podcasts, like stomach acid and enzymes and all these things that want to to kill and break down substances that come through our body. Um, we avoid that by kind of going through the skin. And, and so um, it's, it's a pretty remarkable product. We had a, we actually had a, a teenage um, autistic kid right in uh, his mom had given it to him. And, and I think he's 18 and just finishing up high school. And he was, he, he was trying to play a trumpet solo for his school um, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but he was, he was having a bunch of anxiety and he, his mom had slipped it into his, his little case or whatever that, you know, that the trumpet in, he put it on and, and he was just so grateful that he was able to like calm down, play his, his set. I don't know anything about music, so I apologize. People are probably upset with whatever I'm, how I'm describing this, but he was able to play his, his, his tune, whatever he was supposed to play. And, uh, I just thought that was really cool. Cause that's, that's how we want the product to to be used. It's like, have one in your purse, have one by your bedside table, um, have one in the car or whatever, and just have it for whenever like life gets really hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a great example to, to be able to perform in a, in a situation when you need to perform. Um, and so, you know, it, it helps folks to understand that it's not just for bedtime and helping them to sleep. It's like, if you, you know, things are hitting the fan in your mind, and, and this is something that happens commonly, you know, my audience is perimenopausal, menopausal women. So if our estrogens are out of whack, whether they're too high or too low, we could kind of loop on some stuff. You're married, you know how this stuff goes. Um, us ladies get a little batty sometimes and, and uh, we won't tell Shay if you say anything. Um, <laughs> But no, you just get you just get a little batty sometimes and and it can really help when like you something set you off and your your little switch that was just has you seeing red. Um it just happens to really really help and you said in your purse like or your car. I would definitely say that this could be something, you know, everybody's got to know what their triggers are. But it's definitely for me something that's helped me like in minutes be like, okay, life is okay again. We can calm down. I can breathe. Yeah, yeah, and that—that's really the—that—that's the hope of it. Again, is um, you know the the daily the oral formula. Um, speaking of women and menopausal, um, the Shivardi has—I don't know if you knew this, but it has a bunch of. Um, it, it seems like it upregulates estrogen E two receptors, mm-hmm. um, and there's some really cool stuff on like strength and and muscle function and 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 like sex desire and things like that from, from taking the, the Shivardi. Um, the Shivardi is not in the topical, but we have a, uh, like a hormone clinic, if you will, like, you know, basically like a hormone replacement clinic that uses, and they basically tell the women, um, take the oral every day to sort of like stay okay and stay asleep and then take the topical when you need to get to sleep and, and be okay. And that's kind of how they, how they prescribe it along with their, you know, their, their hormone uh, replacement protocols that they use. I could see that. I could definitely see that. I could definitely see it even too. Like, 
um, waking up in the middle of the night and then your mind's looping and like, oh my God, I just need to sleep. Ah, that whole thing that happens there as well. I yeah, that's that's my other top use for it. And, you know, I just need to be clear, like this stuff doesn't treat any sleep disorders, not doesn't treat insomnia or anything like that. Um, but that that racing thoughts, that mind looping, that inability to slow down, um, it can help support that and shutting those pathways off. Um, so you can just relax and then, you know, hopefully drift off to sleep. Absolutely. I mean, I've tried it myself for that too, and it's definitely helped me. So I think this is definitely, I, I like that you added these to the repertoire of healthy gut. And I think it's, I think it's a good, good combo. So now, of course, me being me and being the naturopath that I am, I got to tie it back to the gut because if we're anxious, usually we've got a little bit of gut microbiome stuff um, that could be contributing as well. And so how would you pair, if someone was to come in and say like, and obviously I know you're not diagnosing or treating or anything here, but if someone to say like, hey, Steven, how could I pair these with your products to get like the most out of say a anxiety kind of situation, what, what would you recommend for them to kind of have a base of those be serene products, but then what else would you say as a base for the gut? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're built and they're ready to be right along with any, with any gut protocol, whether it's healthy guts protocols and healthy guts products or not. Um, I think where people fail in trying to overcome their gut issues is thinking that it's just a gut issue. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, the hormones, your hormones and your, you know, which includes not only your sex hormones, but your adrenal hormones and your, your thyroid hormones are like intimately linked to your gut and your capacity to um, be healthy there and, and have longevity. And so uh, the same is true with like detoxification pathways, like glutathione and your liver and kidney function. Um, you can, you can use even all of healthy guts products. And if you have like pretty trashed adrenals and thyroid and sex hormones and your, your detox pathways, your liver sluggish, you're, you're backed up, you have no glutathione, like you're never going to really get out of the the sort of downward spiral you find yourself in, even if you get st stabilized on healthy gut products. Um, and the reason why is because it all works in concert together. And so I would hope that whoever you're working with has you on some sort of adrenal or thyroid or, you know, some sort of, of hormone support while you're doing your gut work. And then hopefully they've tested and checked through symptoms or actual tests regarding your, your detox pathways to make sure those are opened up. Because otherwise, again, you're sort of, um, you're sort of, uh, I, th I can't remember who it might've been Paul check or something that said this analogy first, but it's like, you take all your trash to the door, but you never take the trash out to the road. Mm. And so you just back up all this trash at your door if you don't have your detox pathways working. Um, and so I, 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 I don't know how they're not connected in my opinion. Right. Right. No, I, I absolutely, I would absolutely agree. And, and if someone's trying to kind of figure it out on their own um, and maybe they don't have a practitioner near them, maybe they're just kind of overseeing docs, what would you recommend for them to kind of, you know, out of your line, say they've got some, maybe they're doing a little bit of um, herbs for their hormones or thyroid, maybe they're working on, blood sugar balance to diet lifestyle wise, where would be like a good entry level for gut brain access um, or access, not access, access. Uh, where, where should they start with gut? What would you recommend? Well, my, my thing is always number one, you got to be pooping every day. And it seems mm -hmm. like most, especially I'll just speak to the perimenopause woman. Cause we've brought her up a <laughs> few times. A lot of them are constipated yep. and, um, that's, you know, if you're not pooping, peeing and sweating every day, then you're, you're not detoxifying the way you, you should or could. And so honestly, I would sort of default to the following stack. I would say, get, get our magnesium glycinate. Um, mm. It's stronger and purer than anything else out there. Take two to three before bed. That's going to make sure your bowels are a little um, easier to pass on a regular basis. It's going to help you relax. It's helpful for like everything related to aging. Um, 
I would have uh, I would have somebody on Tributor next as well, one to two before bed because of the sleep research in mice and rats and the anecdotal evidence from our community of of uh, higher deep sleep numbers. And then that's also going to be anti-inflammatory to the entire gut. It's going to help with leaky gut, any mucosal issues that that anybody's having. Um, and then I would have them take two B-serene uh, dailies uh, before bed as well. And th so that package together um, is going to be toning the parasympathetic. It's going to be probably giving them like the best sleep that they've experienced in the last like decade. And through that, we're going to be healing the gut, sort of prepping the gut to do its work. Um, and then we can maybe look at, you know, do they need enzymes or something like that later? Nice. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes if the gut is not moving, that's like, that's like step one. And yes, you are so on, on it with the menopausal, perimenopausal woman. I mean, I don't know how many women I talk to that are like, I cannot poop no matter what. And, and they've tried even magnesium before and not had results. They've tried different things, but definitely I have found that quality of magnesium does matter. And I'm sure, you know, from sleuthing out what form and, and your supplier that you kind of went through all of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did a deep dive because, um, honestly, I didn't think the world needed another magnesium product, but my community kept asking for it. So I went and I've looked at, as far as I know, every bioavailability paper on magnesium out there, I've read them all. Um, I thought that, I thought that the type of magnesium really mattered from like a, a magnesium absorption perspective, like which one's most bioavailable. Um, what I found out is that's, that's actually the reverse. Um, all of the magnesiums from magnesium oxide through magnesium glycinate, magnesium malate, uh, citrate, all the cool magnesiums, they all are basically absorbed in the body between like 23 and 24%. And so this bioavailability thing is, is kind of bullshit. In my opinion, it's the wrong focus. It's actually the, the, the part that the magnesium is bonded to that, that other molecule causes quote unquote side effects or effects elsewhere in the body that ends up, I think, making the certain types of magnesium either more desirable or less desirable. And so like, if someone has not been like, if they're not pooping, like only going like once a month or, you know, hopefully they're using enemas at that point, but if they're going like <laughs> once every two weeks, magnesium oxide might be the right magnesium for them because you need a really powerful like explosion to get going and something a little softer like magnesium glycinate um, is not going to do that. But personally, I cannot take magnesium oxide. I will have like extreme diarrhea. It will ruin my day. Um, and most people, if they get one or 200 milligrams more oxide than what they need, they will also have that sort of explosion experience, which is most people do not like. Um, <laughs> citrate follows closely with oxide where um, it's more well tolerated, but if you overdo citrate by like 300, 400 milligrams, you will also be on the toilet all night or all morning um, with some, some explosive diarrhea. And that's because the citric acid tends to, um, you know, just, just do that to people. And, and so your range of hitting the right amount every day, it could be hit or miss. And again, so I don't personally love magnesium citrate because I don't like the safety factor and I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have two hours to waste in the toilet. Um, it's very tiring to do that. So with glycinate, it's bonded to glycine and glycine is actually a super important amino acid for the gut barrier. It's been studied at three grams a day to help with your sleep and help you relax. And so glycine is just this awesome amino acid that many of us are already deficient in. And when you bind that to magnesium, you really don't see any of the side effects. And that's what they saw when they studied Crohn's disease in this one paper, they compared oxide to glycinate magnesiums, and they found almost the same bioavailability, but they found that way less people had diarrhea. Actually, nobody had diarrhea to the glycinate, whereas like four out of 12 had diarrhea for the oxide. Mm, I see. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I think it's, I think... Number one, I think that people uh, haven't really critically, companies haven't critically thought about magnesiums and their their bonded agents about how they might be used in clinic. So therefore they make these like, oh, you need all seven types. 
Well, no, you don't need you don't need the whole kitchen sink. That's that's not necessarily true from a bioavailability standpoint. Um, if you for some reason think you're low in in one of these amino acids or something, it's bound to you could just go take glycine or citric acid or something. Um, but if you're trying to get a certain outcome in clinic or in your life, um, choosing the right magnesium, uh, I think can really actually take you to that next level where you're like, wow, I actually feel this. Whereas I didn't feel other magnesiums and you can actually read our, the reviews on our website. Um, that's what they, that's what the majority of them say. Like, I didn't expect to feel this, but I do. This is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people connect the calm with the, you know, the calm with magnesium, with the branded mag, you know, magnesium citrate powder that we think of in terms of the calm brand. And I don't think a lot of people suspect that glycinate um, forms would actually give that relaxation um, other than the muscles. Cause it's been touted so much for just muscle, muscle, muscle. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an, it's a great example of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. And then there's marketing. And, and hey, hey, maybe I'm wrong, but that's why we have a 60 day money back guarantee. I don't think they have that. So test them. Test, if you love natural calm, great. I used it back in the day until I, it didn't agree with me anymore. Um, and it, and I saw that in clinic, it didn't agree with like too many people that I put it on. So um, yeah. that's why we have our money back guarantee because I, I mean, I don't know if you're going to, if this product's going to work for you. And I don't think you will either until you try it, but I'd rather that you try it um, and you're like, oh man, that didn't work. I'll take my money back versus listen to something like this and be like, well, you know, I'll take the diarrhea once out of seven, every seven days, you know, <laughs> I'll just stay here. I know this, I know this pain. I'm not going to try that other pain. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I know some people, yeah, that might be where they're at, but they're, the stuff that I've seen with my patients in magnesium citrate, like, yes, it works. Yes. If you want a colon blow and you got time to sit on the toilet, then, I mean, I've recommended it for certain folks because nothing else was officially working, but for a, a chronic use of it, I wouldn't want to do that because it, I gotta believe that it also is ripping up the gut a little bit too, just from how hard it is on the gut. Yeah, I I do think it's it it's got to be either forcing muscle contractions or pulling a little too much water into the gut on a regular basis in order to cause that explosion like effect, um, and I don't think that's ideal long term. If you got to get out of a bind, you know, literally, <laughs> um, no, you know, no judgment there. Getting getting everything going again that's that's not a big deal, um, but it's that long term chronic usage for months and and months and years that I think we should, you know, we should be right to question that. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. So while we're on the subject of constipation, because let's face it, it, it is quite a common thing. And, and, um, it's, gosh, it's like probably every other patient I talk to has this situation kind of going on. Have you noted along the way, any connection with the constipation and, bioflow and thought about anything in that department because I know you love to do research and and look into things. Have you thought about any ways any of your products could help with bioflow kind of like maybe the HCL guard or something of that nature for folks that may be thinking that their issue is a bioflow issue? Yeah, yeah. I mean, bile is extremely important and it can be the root cause of some people's gut dysfunctions, you know, either not having enough or not making enough, not flowing enough. Um, my understanding is that one of the biggest triggers of that bile release, as well as consistent bile production is going to be the pH coming out of your stomach. Mm -hmm. So that's where, you know, part of my sort of constipation stack for people is always to try HCL guard and rule out low stomach acid, because if you can support stomach acid, and then you get better bile flow, you get better pancreatic enzyme release and activation. Maybe you need less products long-term. Um, otherwise, 
you know, some people will end up being on, uh, you know, things like Tudka or beetroot or other sort of bile enhancers or, or stimulators, um, for, for a while. And I think that's, that's totally fine as well. It's just, um, I think it's always best to, to try to knock it down in order of operations such that you don't end up with a cabinet full of pills, um, that, you know, could be eliminated by trying something else first. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Going back to what's the first step um, in in the system, I mean, minus saliva production, and that's a whole nother conversation. But working with the stomach for sure is a good place. And I think for a lot of women who are over 35, we do start to have less stomach acid, either because of stress, or because of just straight up age and lifestyle stuff that that kind of causes us to have less stomach acid made. And so thanks for it's, mentioning that. Yeah, it's really common. Even Suzanne Summers latest book, she mentions, <laughs> uh, she mentions low stomach acid and, um, using products like HCL guard to help restore your stomach acid for aging. Uh, especially if you want to have like amazing hair, skin, and nails. Um, and part of the reason is because you need proper stomach acid to release the amino acids from the protein you eat. And then you need to absorb those amino acids and, you know, repair your cells and, and live, you know, keep your muscle healthy, but the extras then become, you know, our hair, skin and nails. And so whether this is a constipation thing, or maybe it's a vanity driven thing. Um, I know that's always the end with my wife. I can't really like get her motivated by, you know, gut stuff. But if I, if I explain <laughs> to her how it's tied into her, her vanity, she's, she'll listen. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. For us ladies, we, we sometimes need that that background as something to uh, <laughs> keep us going in that department. Oh my goodness. Well, but I, but I, but do your point. I mean, I, I mean, do you use taurine? Do you use Tudka? Do you use beetroot or anything like that for, for bile? I do. I do. I, I typically am going to start with stomach acid first though. And then my, my usual go-to has been Tudka, but I've had quite a few people really have some, negative side effects with it. So I kind of did switch to taurine with a little bit of vitamin A and D to, um, to try to help it and see if that's a factor too. Um, those are kind of my, my go-tos, but yeah, I always start with HCL first, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've been seeing more people lately and I don't know what's happening, but a lot more reactions to Tudka than I had in the past. So I don't know what that is. I got to figure that one out. All right. To be determined. Yes. Yes. That one is a weird one. Just some stomach pain with that sucker. So, um, and not even stomach pain, it, it would be pain like kind of in the gallbladder area. So it's like, oh, maybe it's pushing it too hard. Maybe there's sludge, maybe there's something, but yeah, I, I think maybe I need to be more on, on different angles there. I've even thought about choline and going, do I need to maybe try something there? I don't know. I don't know. Thoughts, yeah. thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I, I hadn't thought about trying to push the choline pathway. Um, yeah, it totally makes sense. I mean, I, I'm still learning about Tudka and I'm, it's, you know, gallbladder's never really been my issue. Um, but some people on my team, some of my health coaches love it. And so, um, yeah, I'm still kind of diving into it. That's, you know, that's why we don't have a product around it yet is I don't, I don't really see yet the right mixture of things that could move that category forward. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I honestly, very lately, now that I do pretty consistently the hydrochloric, I rarely do go towards bioflow stimulators unless someone's got something pretty serious going on because the HCL does seem to take care of it, to be honest. I mean, I don't tend to see as much stuff. And then I had the whole thing where the people that weren't moving still with the pain with the Tudka. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a interesting working with the gut is, is so interesting. And sometimes it's, I love it. And sometimes I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I know, you know, from the ups and downs of working in, in a clinic setting, how the digestive system is, you can develop a love hate relationship with treating it. 
Yeah. I mean, as soon as you, as soon as you kind of get something figured out and it works for, you know, 20 people in a row, then you, then you run into like two or three people who it doesn't work for. And then, and then that's the frustrating thing I think is that there's um, an infinite number of variables as we've talked about today that, you know, mm-hmm. you can, you can take the entire healthy gut product lineup and make sure your, your stomach acid is great. Your enzymes are, are supported. Your, your butyrate supported, your magnesium levels are supported, but like if you're in a, in a crazy moldy house, or if you're in a, uh, abusive work environment or, uh, you know, I don't know, you have five kids at home and, and no support network around those kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, your gut's probably going to stay wrecked until you deal with those other factors. And I think that's, that's part of healing guts. And part of the, the trouble with it is there's just so many possibilities. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the external environment is so important in this, this realm with the gut and always taking into account that I always tell folks, you know, their gut's really their first brain. So whatever processing of anything, it's got to process through, through the gut, even though we wouldn't think it, you know, based on what we would normally suspect our brain thinks everything, but boy, I think the gut has a lot more to do with thought process than than the brain sometimes. Oh yeah, we, I mean we, I mean I think we intuitively I think we all know that um, the research is now just starting to pour out, showing that you can affect the brain through the gut and vice versa. You know, you could do neurofeedback, you can do tapping, you can do red light therapy in your brain and affect the gut, just like you can take um, various substances in the gut, or you can you know butyrate in the gut and you can affect the brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So many things, so many things. Well, we don't want to confuse people um, and give them too much to think about in this podcast. Cause you know, we just want to keep it, keep it focused here. So Steven, I could talk to you for hours. You know that, ah, oh, man, we geeked out major today on quite a few different things. If you, you want to start simple, I know we dove into a whole bunch of different things today, but one step at a time, one step at a time. Yeah. And, and I think if you take some B serene daily, again, give it a shot, 30, 60 days, we'll give you your money back if it doesn't work. But I think you'll notice pretty quickly that it's going to give you a little bit of an edge there to uh, just be more able to deal with life and, and have less of it. That's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking too. Steven, thanks for coming back on, sharing your knowledge as always. And I'm really excited to share the Serene products with, with my community. And I'm really glad that you took on this, this company. Thanks, Janine. Hell junkies, are you feeling just off? Feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey, I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to Dr. Spelled Out, J-K-R-A-U-S-E-N-D.com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule a chat, and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for. Head over to drjkrausnd.com and check it out now. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix Podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.